0: Hey everyone, I'm Pastor Nick Tarter. I want to thank you for listening to the New Covenant Fellowship Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Bethany, Oklahoma, learning what it looks like to be in Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did, so that our world can be saturated with the good news and the good works of Jesus. We invite you to join us on this journey, and we hope that this content will help you to grow to be the person God created you to be. Thank you for joining us online. And it's so good to see more people in this room this morning still trying to practice social distancing. Lord, help us. <laughs> but isn't it good to be able to be together again? Can you say amen? amen. I mean, just look around. Wow. It is so good to see, actually see people instead of, um, you know, Zooming together. I'm, I'm glad for Zoom. Um, Sort of. No, no, I really am. I'm glad for Zoom, but boy, there's n- there's just nothing like being able to see one another and uh, eventually to be able to touch one another, hugging and shaking hands instead of, you know, this and, you know, that. And, you know, air hugs, you know. <laughs> that, 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 I, I don't get any endorphins from this, you know. It just, just just doesn't work. so. um, But we will hug again. Amen? We will hug again. Today is Pentecost and uh, I I very much appreciate Pastor Nick's sensitivity and the way we've um, both worshipped in song. Kendra, thank you. And for the prayers of repentance and consecration that have already been offered. Today being the Feast of Pentecost, actually beginning last night as the Jewish day begins in the evening. And I'm going to try to do something today that is going to be difficult for me. Um, I need to be disciplined um, in, in following through uh, some steps here to try to explain and us experience and put in some prophetic acts this morning, that are expressive of the mysteries and symbolism or types foreshadowing in the Feast of Pentecost. Now, um, Paul sent a a video to some of us. It was 90 minutes long and it was worth watching more than once of uh, Jonathan Kahn going through this in detail. And if you'd like to avail yourselves to that, you can ask him or me for the link, or Richard. Um, It's an incredible um, explanation and experience of Shavuot. Shavuot Shavuot is the Hebrew word for Pentecost. So, I'm asking for your prayers to go with me through this experience. It will be a little bit um, of instructive, perhaps, But I trust that it will be experiential more than just informational. And I'm asking that the Holy Spirit will make alive out of the prophetic experiences and foreshadowings in the Old Testament and in the book of Acts. What took place was that was the fulfillment of thousands of years of promises that God had Put through his prophets and through his son Jesus was fulfilling. God waited for thousands of years to fulfill the promise of his gift of blessing. That would bless all families of the earth. All peoples of all nations that would unite them as one. The exact opposite of what happened at the Tower of Babel. Where he confused the languages and scattered the peoples. Because they could not look to god and follow his way and so he interrupted their living apart from him but on the day of pentecost he brought people from the nations together and united them as they heard spoken in their own specific languages the mighty works of god They heard the apostles, 120 disciples, gathered in the upper room, including Jesus' own mother, Mary. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And they spoke in tongues, spilled out into the streets. People wondering, how is it that we can hear in our own language the wonderful deeds of God? And, And Peter got up and explained to them this, which you see and hear is that which was promised and foretold. We have it in Luke 24. Jesus said to his disciples at the time of his ascension, wait, stay in the city, be clothed with power. And then in Acts chapter 1, we see it in verses 5 through 8. Again, the promise, you shall receive power When the promise is fulfilled in you. And then in Acts chapter 2 when Peter stands up and explains, this is the promise. This is what we've been waiting for. Jesus Christ was crucified, dead, buried, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven. And this which you see and hear is the pouring out of his coronation oil. The crowning of Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords and the oil of the Holy Spirit coming down upon all flesh because his anointing was so great, it could not just come on one person like a Moses or a a, a David. It could not just be contained by one person. It had to come on the person of the body of Christ being united together all colors, all races, all ethnic, all ethos, every tribe, tongue, nation, people being represented and being united in the one spirit, one faith, one hope, one God, one Father of us all. Amen. This is Pentecost. The power to be united and the power to live as we have been praying and asking this morning. Now, I, I've asked Paul to bring his shofar because it's so appropriate, since it is Pentecost, do you think it, isn't it appropriate to blow the shofar? Amen. All right, and and listen, I'm not Jewish. You probably guessed that already, but I'm, I'm going to say the beginning of a blessing that is pronounced and it's actually sung at each feast before, and then I'm going to go through trying to explain some of the mysteries and, and symbolism and foreshadowing of this wonderful, wonderful feast called Shavuot or Pentecost. So, um, I'm, uh, Paul, if you would come up and join me. The Hebrew blessing begins, and uh, it's translated, Blessed are you, the Eternal One, our God, King of the universe, who has kept us alive, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this moment. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, Shechehianu vekiyamanu vehigyanu lazman hazeh. Hallelujah! Well, yeah, that's a good place to Hallelujah. Thank you all. Thank you all. You are so good at that. Thank you, Paul. I almost brought mine, but mine is, you know, this long, and, and uh, it takes me about three tries to get a sound out of it. Thank you so much. All right, so I brought some um, physical things as object lessons. I have, I have two pieces of matzah, because after the message this morning, Pastor Nick's going to come back and lead us in communion, and you're going to see how that ties in with the Feast of Pentecost. So I have some matzah, I have some water, I have... Um, two weeds. This is, this is as close as I could come to sheaves of wheat, okay? So, because Pentecost, Shavuot, is a, is a uh, harvest, all right, uh, feast, so I'm going to, and then of course we have the communion elements. Now, when we receive communion, um, we're trying to practice social distancing, uh, we're going to distribute with gloves on and wearing masks the... Um, the self-contained communion elements. So um, we're trying to uh, be sensitive and follow those restrictions. All right. So again, the word Pentecost means 50. Now, we are not an agrarian society, so we don't really pay much attention except for, you know, going to Lowe's and buying the plants that we want to put in our garden or in our, you know, the flowers we want to put out. Other than that, we're, we're not too attuned to the changes of season and the timing of when harvest comes. But let me remind us that Jesus celebrated the Passover with his beloved friends, his disciples. And that was the eve of his arrest, his torture and abuse, and his crucifixion, when he offered himself as the Passover lamb. Jesus offered himself as atonement, as payment for our sins. He took our place as the lamb of the was sacrificed at Passover in the land of Egypt and the blood put on the doorposts of their houses so that the plague of death passed by or passed over them. The Passover began with Egypt's um, experience of the Passover of the angel of death and then Israel came out of Egypt. Jesus was crucified as our Passover lamb and on the third day he arose again from the dead. That day is in the Hebrew calendar, first fruits, the third day after Passover. The first fruits, in other words, the beginning or the spring harvest when they would present to the Lord the first fruits of their harvest. And that would be as a consecration and a prayer of blessing on the rest of their fruitfulness and harvest. And the day after Passover, they would count 50 days, seven Sabbaths from Passover to the Feast of Israel called Shavuot, Pentecost. Now, again, just as Jesus rose from the dead on the day of first fruits, and Israel was presenting the first fruits of the spring harvest. So on Pentecost began the summer harvest. And so the priest would again wave from the summer harvest, the first fruits, and and presenting the harvest to the Lord in this way, asking his blessing upon the rest of the harvest to come. Why is this important? What's the symbolism that this provides us with? Jesus, the first fruits of resurrection from the dead, and on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit coming upon all flesh those hundred and twenty were the first fruits of the new body of Christ. Those hundred and twenty and the three thousand who came to faith and repentance in Jesus on that day. Were the beginning of the body of Christ on earth, the church of God. The first fruits and we are fruit of that initial harvest continuing. And as you become and are his witnesses, those that come to Christ through your own witness and testimony are fruitfulness that is the continuation of the harvest until the end harvest, which in the Jewish calendar was Sukkot or Tabernacles in the fall. So we have three feasts the spring feast. First fruits, Jesus rises from the dead. Fifty days after Passover, Pentecost, the summer harvest, that is the body of Christ being filled with the life of God by the Holy Spirit. Continuing until the fall, the final ingathering, Sukkot. We are in that time between Pentecost and Sukkot. When God is gathering in from every tribe, tongue, and nation, every color and language, every people group, those who are pointed to life and who will believe in Jesus and call upon Him as Savior, the harvest. Jesus said the fields are white unto harvest. It's time to go forth. Yeah. So Pentecost is that commissioning, that, that sending forth into the harvest. So the priest would wave, The first fruits of the summer harvest and we ourselves are presenting ourselves to God in faith and to consecrate ourselves to the harvest. Will you do that with me? For the sake of prodigals, for the sake of those who do not know Jesus, will you consecrate yourself more so than just a piece of wheat? You are the living who are consecrating yourselves and the rest of your life to God to be part of His harvesting of the nations and discipling of the nations. Will you do that with me in a new commitment to the Lord? So this is the first of several mysteries, symbolism and foreshadowing I want to go through, but I want to stop and pray at each one. Will you pray with me? Will you join me in prayer? Lord, we pray for the grace gift of the Holy Spirit to come not only on us in fullness and consecrate ourselves to you and to the harvest, but, O God, to all those who need to be born again by your Spirit and by your word. Lord, we pray the rain of the Holy Spirit to fall on hardened hearts and dull minds and darkened spirits. Lord, we rebuke the darkness caused by the God of this world. We remove the veil on their understanding, and we pray that the glory of God will shine in their hearts in the face of Yeshua HaMashiach so that they will believe and also receive your Holy Spirit. Lord, consecrate us to your harvest in a new way, Lord. Consecrate us, O Lord. Set us apart. Fill us, O God, afresh and anew with the power of the Holy Spirit to be your witnesses and bring in and fulfill your harvest, we ask in the name of Jesus. Number two, the second mystery. We believe that Shavuot is also the anniversary of the giving of the law to Moses on stone tablets And so Moses went, I don't have two stone tablets to hold up as an example, but the the giving of the law was written on these stone tablets. And you know that as Moses came down from the mountain, the people had already gotten up and were worshipping the golden calf. And 3,000 of them died that day because they had worshipped the golden calf instead of Worshipping the one true and living God. They had already broken the commandments before they had even received what Moses was bringing down from the mountain to them. But we have a different tablet. We have a different inscribing of God's law. Jeremiah and uh, quoted in Hebrews chapter 10. The law written upon our hearts. Not the law of the letter that kills, but the law of the Spirit that brings life. Jesus didn't come to give you a stone tablet. He didn't just come to give you a book of rules and regulations. He came as the word of life alive to give you life. And that you, as on Pentecost, could receive the Holy Spirit. And he would write, the scripture says, he would write the law on our hearts so that it would be an an instinctive thing in our new man, our new spiritual man, to want to follow God. And even when we turn away, to turn back, even when we fail, even when we sin, to come back and say, God, forgive me. I, I, I know your law in my heart, and I want to do your law. Help me. Fill me again with the Holy Spirit over and over. And so this day of Pentecost... On the anniversary, the very day that the law was given that no one could keep, the Holy Spirit has been given to help us keep the law of God in our hearts. Can you say amen? Amen. And now we can worship God, not just through types and shadows, but worship him in spirit and in truth. The law, the truth written on our hearts, Jesus living in us. And the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit coming into us. So, will you pray with me? Will you pray now with me that God would write the law of his spirit in a fresh new way? Pray with me. Lord, we worship you, O God of the first and the present and the future and we ask the grace of your Holy Spirit to help us to worship you in spirit and in truth beyond what our mind or intellect or emotion can express we ask that your word be written on our hearts by the grace of your Holy Spirit so that we will worship you in truth and obey your Holy Spirit as God thank you Lord thank you Lord we receive Your law into our hearts, O God. Thank you, Lord. Let's move to the third mystery of foreshadowing or type in the Feast of Pentecost. Today, we will share the Lord's table, the communion. Now, on Shavuot, the priest would hold up two loaves of bread. And they were different than unleavened bread like this. This is unleavened bread. This is a cracker called a matzah. It has stripes on it and pierces in it that remind us of the body of Christ, pierced, lashed, and flogged, and beaten, and broken for us. But on the day of Shavuot, the priest was holding up two, and all of this is written and instructed in Leviticus as how to observe this feast of of Shavuot. Now, the priest was to hold up two loaves of bread but they weren't unleavened. They were regular bread because the Holy Spirit would come and leaven the whole world. As Jesus said, the leaven of the kingdom of God goes in like leaven into dough and it spreads through the dough and causes it to rise and become bread. Not like this, but full-blown bread, which we eat. And so the priest would hold up two loaves. What was the mystery? What did the two loaves represent? One represented Jew and one represented Gentile. Ephesians 2 tells us that God in Christ, has broken down the dividing wall and there is no division anymore, but the two are one. We are one. We are one in Jesus, in Yeshua. We have been united as in the church, the body of Christ, Jew and Gentile. And that means all ethnic groups all peoples all nations <clears throat> holy god Amen. will you pray with me for jew and gentile to be one and for all peoples to be one will you pray with me yes. oh father we pray for the church for both Jew and Gentile, for, for the new spiritual Israel. And, O oh God, we call to all upon whom God will bring to salvation by His grace. We call to all who will believe and receive His grace with us. Come, come from the East. Now turn to the East. Come from the East. And come. Come from the West, the nations of the West, the nations of the South, and the nations of the North, Asia, Europe, the Middle East, Africa, South America, all of North America, Australia. We speak to the nations and the peoples of all the earth. Come to me. Jesus, come. And be one. Be united. Because this is what our Lord prayed for. That we all would be one. That the world might believe. So Lord, make make us one. As you have provided for us, make us to know that we are one. Lord. The next mystery and foreshadowing has to do with a wedding. In a Jewish wedding, there is the betrothal cup. And the groom, as you probably are aware, would drink and the bride drink. And then the groom goes away for a little while. But when he goes, he gives a gift or sends a gift to his bride. Now the scripture says we are the bride of Christ. And so Jesus said when he was here, I'm going away but I will come again. If I go, I will come again to you and receive you unto myself. I unplugged that. Okay. is that? hope oh, I didn't mess that up. I'll go away, I'll come again and receive you unto myself so that where I am there you can be also with me. But in the meantime, he told his disciples, wait for the gift, the promised gift of the Father coming through me, the bridegroom. Jesus is your bridegroom, we are his bride and he has sent the gift. What is the gift that he sent to us? The Holy Spirit. So he has sent us, as Ephesians says, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, the gift of the bridegroom to the bride, sealed their marriage, giving her encouragement and hope. I'm coming back. We are going to be married. This is just this is our betrothal. This is a step toward it. So receive my gift as as a pledge that I am coming for you and we will be married. Jesus is coming for you, church. Jesus is coming for you, and he sent his Holy Spirit to you to receive as as a seal on your heart and to belong to him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we thank you. We thank you for this gift. That we may be united with you. Will you pray with me to receive and be renewed in the betrothal of the love of Christ for us? The love that He laid down His life for us and is coming back for us. And in the meantime, the Father and He have sent the Holy Spirit to us as a betrothal gift. Will you pray with me? Lord, we thank You. You have given us a desire to be united with You. You have called us into this love relationship. And we want to love you. We want to respond to you. We can't even do that, Lord, without your help. We don't know how to love you rightly, Lord. We thank you for your word and your spirit and the church. Lord, for the example of saints through the ages. But, oh God, we ask you now, Lord, renew in us your love. Lord, where love has grown cold or dull, like embers that have um, almost gone out renew the flame of passion and love for you O oh God our first love that we can do again the things that that we did when we first were in love Lord with you grant us repentance O oh God from cold dead hard or unfeeling Lord that has led to disobedience or ignoring you, withdrawing from you, lack of prayer, fellowship with you, cold, unfe- unfeeling worship or song or prayer, O oh God. Lord, we pray to be united with you in fresh, new love, O oh God, as we look forward to the wedding feast of the Lamb, O oh Lord, and as Elijah dropped his mantle on Elisha to receive a double portion. Lord, we ask, Lord, would you give us, Lord, a double portion of Ruach HaKodesh to love you and to love others, to love you and to love others, to love you and to love others as we love ourselves, this double portion of your power and love. O God, make real in us that we are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. We've entered into union with you, O God, And Lord, we pray for Jew and Gentile to be one. We pray, O God, for every nation, tribe and tongue, all people of all color, all languages and all tongues, O God, to be one in you. We pray that you will encourage the church everywhere in the world, wherever the church is discouraged, wherever pastors or leaders or members are are, are, uh, persecuted, imprisoned, separated, sit in darkness or fearful or confused. Oh God, we pray you will encourage the church with this gift of the bridegroom to the bride, the presence of the Holy Spirit coming upon them in fresh new fire. Lord, renew us, Lord, like a new wineskin receiving new wine, we ask, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Are you ready for another one? All right, are you doing okay? Is this... Is this Helpful to hear what some of the symbolism and foreshadowing was in the Feast of Pentecost and what it means for us? My prayer is that it will stir in us a new appreciation for our need for and our presence of God with us by the Holy Spirit, that we'll yield ourselves in a fresh and new way for the Holy Spirit, praying for the church, praying for all peoples, Praying to be renewed in His love, praying to be we as the first fruits of the rest of His harvest in this in this summer harvest and be united to Him. Now, the other thing that the priests did on the day of Pentecost was the pouring out of the wa- water, and you remember Jesus on the last day of the feast got up and He said, um, at that point where they would pour out the water, I don't have anything to pour it into. Uh, um, there's water in here, all right? Just imagine pouring it out. And he, he poured out the water, and he said, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Holy Spirit, which had not yet been given, because he had not risen from the dead. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly, out of your inmost being, shall come life bubbling up, overflowing, flowing forth like the water that came out of the temple in Ezekiel and and it it flowed from under the altar and out the threshold and it, it came ankle deep and then it came knee deep and then it came hip deep and then it was a great and mighty stream, the Holy Spirit flowing out of you one little drop of the holy spirit if there could be such a thing as a drop of the holy spirit is god the holy spirit the third person of the trinity so look there's not a little christian and a big christian because there's not a little spirit and a big spirit can you say amen there's not um well there's richard's Holy Spirit and there's Pastor Nick's Holy Spirit or you know maybe there's Rhonda's Holy Spirit or you know whoever you can think of but no 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 the Holy Spirit is poured out upon all flesh on the day of Pentecost fulfilling the prophecy in Joel that upon your sons and daughters upon all flesh shall the Holy Spirit come and your sons and daughters will prophesy the Holy Spirit is given to all of us at salvation we are born of the Spirit we are washed by the water of the Word. We're born of the Spirit and the Word. And as has already been said this morning, Pastor Nick said it at the beginning, so we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit because we leak. We need to be renewed in the Holy Spirit because we get dragged down into the, into the world and the distractions and the, and the, the noise and the, the, the busyness. And we need renewed in the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit as God in my life. I don't need the Holy Spirit as somebody that I say, would you come and bless this person? Would you come and heal me? Would you come and provide this? Would you answer this? Would you do this? That sounds like I'm talking to a butler. Come and get me this. Come and do this for me. Come and answer the door. See if that's something I need to relate to. Send that away if it's nonsense. The Holy Spirit is God. My response to him is, what do you want me to do for you? Here I am. Help me to yield to you, surrender to you, be born again by you, yes, but be filled by you, overflowing. Can you say amen? To submit to him as God, not to relate to him as the other part of God that we sometimes talk about or sing about, but to actually Have relationship with Holy Spirit. This is the pouring out of the water. And we humble ourselves. We seek God's face. We pray. We turn from our wicked ways. He will forgive our sin. He will wash us. He will sanctify us. This is called the spirit of grace. The spirit of sanctification. You remember that 3,000 people died. When Moses brought down the stone tablets. You remember that in Acts 2, how many people came to faith? 3,000. Brothers and sisters, this is the new covenant of grace. Where the Holy Spirit is given to all who will believe and trust in Jesus. As risen from the dead and ascended into heaven for their sins. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that he died for you? Do you believe that his blood was shed to take away your sins? Do you believe that in all of the evil that is in the world and comes through us and affects us, Jesus bore it all in his body on the tree? Jesus gave himself willingly as the Lamb of God at Passover, rose from the dead as the firstfruits, and with the Father poured out the Holy Spirit on Pentecost so that you and I and we could be born again and live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. His law written on our hearts, fulfilling his mission, the work that Jesus began is now ours to do, to love God, to love others, First fruits, the betrothal gift of his love to us, the Holy Spirit, the unity of Jew and Gentile and all people, the washing of water. Would you pray with me? And then Pastor Nick is going to come and lead us in the table of the Lord. Lord Jesus, and right now is another opportunity to confess our sins. Lord, we ask that you draw us out of your kindness and mercy into repentance, O God. Lord, of anything within us that offends you, that hinders the gifts of your love, of the Holy Spirit, of the unity of the body. Lord, anything in us, Lord, that is cold or unresponsive, O God lusts of the flesh, fear, anger, unforgiveness, Lord, greed, Lord, envy, Holy Spirit, God, forgive us, cleanse us, wash us, sanctify us by the Spirit of grace, Lord, so that we Receive the fullness of your Holy Spirit and relate to you, Holy Spirit, as the Lord, as God. Use us, fill us, mold us, and make us your witnesses and fill the earth with your glory through us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to the New Covenant Fellowship Sermon Podcast. If God spoke to you, or if you'd like us to pray for you, you can email Pastor Nick directly at nick at newcovenantokc.org. If you'd like more information about our church, you may visit us on the web at newcovenantokc.org. We can't wait to hear from you.